Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, now that Todd Munkin has flown the coop, where will Kirby Smart go next? And as that sage poet, the notorious B.I.G. said, the Hawks defense was made of milk box material. And last but not least, and for the culture, would you go to McDonald's on a date on Valentine's Day? We'll talk about all that next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go! This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. But T, I think one of the things that, you know, that has been very interesting about uh, the year 2022 is the fact that that's when we we found out that Georgia was on its way to winning a back winning back to back national championship. Excuse me, and you know the offensive coordinator Todd Munkin, he was the guy at the ham. Well, that is no longer. Um, he is uh, on his way to the Baltimore Ravens. Don't know what quarterback or who quarter, what quarterback he will be um, coaching, but he will be the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens team. And the first thing that I come that comes to mind for me is that. Now that Stetson Bennett is gone, who's going to be the guy? Or is this a threat to kind of mess up their chances to to go for three in a row? I don't think so. Because, first of all, Todd Munkin did amazing work. I mean, anytime you can come in and literally see a team's average per game go up by an astounding 10 points. That is amazing. Like that, that's gangbusters. Not saying we're necessarily going to see that type of productivity before, again, but I do believe if the reports are true and Mike Bobo is taking over as offensive coordinator, I think that we have gotten to a point in place where we can trust Kirby to right. choose the right guy for his staff for continuity purposes and to be that guy who, if he kind of operates like Todd Munkin, who was hired as both the OC and the quarterbacks coach, he too can look at uh, Vandergrift, for example. And all of those other guys who are Whoever. in that stable, yeah. that cadre of quarterbacks right <laughs> yes. now, and end up allowing the cream to rise to the top and then getting that guy, whichever one it is, whomever it is, to rise to the next level. So, no, I think they, they are still in prime position and should still be the front runners to win the title this season and, of course, their third in a row. You know what? I think you make a great point, and it kind of eases my, you know, concern that I may, may or may not have had. I didn't have that many, obviously, right. because Georgia's a machine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the main thing that eases my concern is the fact that that Stetson Bennett is gone. Because mm-hmm. you know, if Stetson Bennett was coming back, all right, this is my OC. I've won two national championships. Like, not to say that Stetson Bennett can say, "Who are you?" You know, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think that when you're coming trying to usher in a new quarterback trying to be get into that third spot, I think there's going to be – that's the concern. Like, who's going to play quarterback? Not necessarily mm-hmm. the guy who's going to call plays. And right. if, you know, the guy who – you know, if it's Mike Bobo, like, if the reports are true, more than likely they are because it, it just makes sense. Um, you know, he's going to have to be able to establish a, a rapport with mm-hmm. the guy. He's going to have a, a fresh set of eyes and say, okay, I like this guy. 
or here's a guy who I feel that, you know, ultimately Kirby Smart is going to make that decision. Don't, don't get me wrong. But I, I think that, you know, you have a fresh set of eyes, a mm -hmm. guy that that's been on the staff as an analyst yes. and he's going to get a chance to kind of look at these guys and see who he can work best with. And, and I think he's going to come to a conclusion from that standpoint. Too. Yeah. And, and I spoke with one of the legends himself, Randy McMichael. And if you think about George becoming tight end you, and you think about him as being one of the best, if not the best tight ends to ever uh, play between the hedges, he gives Mike Bobo a thumbs up. And he says, yeah, I know yeah. there's been a lot of negativity around Mike Bobo as a hire. And he said, yeah, sometimes, you know, he can be a tough cookie, but he said, having, worked under him he was like that's a good that's a good fit that's going to yeah. be a fine look he was like georgia will be just fine and i figure you know what if randy mcmichael can co-sign on mike bobo having played under him then i feel confident even more so that kirby smart has made the right call yeah because i mean in a lot of times and a lot of times you know people look at mike bobo you know uh he was what what 2007 to 2014 um and he his last year as the oc he averaged 41 points you know, a game. So who, who, who it's hard to argue against something mm -hmm. like to that effect. Now he may have to alter his play calling, you know, not necessarily throw the ball as much as he might like to, because we know Munkin like to throw the rock as well, but he had mm -hmm. to adjust. So, um, and I'm sure um, Bobo will be able to make those necessary adjustments yeah. at going forward, because we all know what the formula is for Georgia to win in national championships. Hey, mm -hmm. they can throw it, but they're going to have to run it. Yeah. Absolutely. So one thing, Another thing that um, T that I want to kind of uh, touch on is the fact that you know now Munkin is is going to you know Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Like, what does this mean for Lamar Jackson? Is that does this kind of entice him to to to, to kind of want to stick around, or or it's just all about the money at the end of the day? I would have to say it should be enticing and encouraging because and and let me be clear, this is not a knock on Stetson Bennett. This right. is a positive and a compliment to Lamar Jackson. So that said, not insulting Stetson. Right. Todd Munkin got Stetson Bennett to play otherworldly, got right. him to play to the point where he was a Heisman finalist. Lamar yes. Jackson was already that in college yes. without anybody coming in and being the QB whisperer. So imagine mm -hmm. you can, you've continued to elevate your career all the way up to NFL MVP status. And now you get a guy like this, who's kind of a quarterback whisperer to me, Lamar Jackson is winning. And granted, the Ravens may be the main reason that he stays because they may franchise tag him. But ultimately speaking, I wouldn't be surprised if when he gets to work with someone like a Todd Munkin who can potentially elevate his game and maybe elevate the players around him because I don't think Todd Munkin just elevated Stetson Bennett's game. I believe he had an impact on every player on the offensive side of the ball for the dogs. That said, there are some pieces and there are some parts because, hey, the Ravens got a couple good tight ends. They got a decent run game. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. if Todd Munkin has the pieces to work with to get a Lamar Jackson where he needs to be, that could bode well for Lamar Jackson now. Of course, that probably means for those Falcons fans who were still wishing, hoping, and praying that Lamar Jackson might land here, probably not going to happen. But, hey, for the Ravens, it's a good look. Yeah, the Ravens always the, the type of they are the type of organization that they always make good picks and they yes. always get good fits. Yes. And you know, Todd Munkin is is probably about the best fit they could possibly get mm -hmm. after you know um, parting ways with Greg Roman. Now, T, we talk about spring. Oh, obviously, we had pitchers and catcher um, reporting yesterday. We also got word that there's a couple of guys that are a little 
early in yeah. Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies. So, and also Matt, Matt Olson as well. Like, what do you think this means for, you know, the, those those veteran guys who are pretty much solidified in their spot to kind of show up early and say, hey, let's get ready to get this thing going. Right. And and we talked about as well, Austin Riley being there and newbie mm-hmm. Sean Murphy being there as well. But for the core veterans who've been there, like Matt Olson, now this is your second year. So we're considering you a part He's of the core. Yeah, sure. That is absolutely encouraging. I think they're on mission. I yeah. think that that's, that makes a statement to not just the Braves organization and some of the younger players, but also, hey, recognizing the division. We know you guys got better, but we were working to get better too, both with the additions like Ashawn Murphy, but also with the core guys here. And Ronald Acuna Jr., who by all stretches of the imagination and by every account is looking like 100% himself, he arrives as the first non-pitcher, non-catcher. Oh, yeah. Beyond warning Major League Baseball. Not just the NL East, not just the National League, be on warning Major League Baseball for Ronald Acuna Jr. and by default, the Braves. Yes, yes, the Braves are going. Uh, this is going to be one of the probably more, more one of the more exciting seasons seasons yeah. for me because this is a year and a half, almost two years removed from that injury for Ronald Acuna. I think nephew is going to be back this year, T, and I'm I'm calling it right now. I am so excited about what he's going to be able to bring to the table, mm-hmm. 100% yeah. healthy. Now, speaking of pitchers, T, so you know I want to get your thoughts on this. Now, now they 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 uh, Rob Manfred has solidified the whole pitch count. They've been doing it in the in the minor leagues. What are your overall thoughts on Major League Baseball implementing a, a pitch clock? Excuse me, a pitch clock to kind of, I guess, speed up the game. I think it's a great idea. They've been doing this for the last three seasons, so it was almost like a foregone conclusion that they were going to put it in, that Rob Manfred was going to put it in as a permanent rule, if you will. But I look at the other leagues. I look at basketball, and in the NBA, this season is on pace to be the highest scoring average season in the history of the NBA. What does that mean? That game is going fast and furious. I know sometimes I'm there and I'm like, gosh, can the game just slow down for a second? Like it's just unbelievably fast, but that's a good thing because the action is going even in the league, like even with a vaunted defense, like the Eagles, for example, or even the chiefs being a solid defense as well. It was 38 to 35. And everybody kind of thought it might be a track meet. And there were a lot of track meets in the NFL this season. So Mm -hmm. if Major League Baseball wants to keep up with its two fiercest competitors, then you have to do something to make the game the most entertaining that it can be. And the biggest way to make it entertaining, I feel like, is to make sure, hey, you're not going to stand on that mound for an inordinate amount of time and just think that that's going to be okay. Because that's one of the biggest examples of how that game slows down to Oh gosh, at moments it feels like you're watching paint dry. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I mean, to be perfectly honest, yes, that, that's kind of what it, what it feels like. And you know, they've they've implemented the rule where it's 15 seconds between pitches with bases yes. empty and 20 seconds between pitches with runners on. And Spencer Strider kind of talked about how you know he's probably one of the guys that were higher out of the starting rotation mm-hmm. as far as his um, pitch count and between. We know how cerebral this guy is and mm-hmm. how. He has a routine. Baseball players of, of routine. I'm I'm really interested to see, specifically in spring training, um, how they kind of make that necessary adjustment. And it's going to be, and Max Free actually, who was the guy who was the Cy Young finalist, who was you know the highest out of all of all mm-hmm. of the pitchers. So 
it's gonna be interesting to see how these 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 guys will make adjustments but hey yeah. they're pros they'll make the necessary adjustments mm -hmm. because hey that's what it is the rules are the rules now t if you are wondering or if you are wondering you the listener the viewer mm -hmm. hey trying to figure out how to win some money how about this how about you go check out fandu it is our new sports betting book partner um with locked on they with the midway point of the nba season is passed mm -hmm. now we're coming up on the all-star game which is the full midway point of the season and so you need to go ahead and download the number one sports book fandu because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win that is so cool and it's safe secure and super easy to use so you don't have to worry about anything all you got to do is go to FanDuel. And they can bet on anything from the money line the point scores to threes drain so you got the easy stuff the easy to understand stuff you know how betting used to be all difficult you have to understand spreads and money lines and over unders and all that stuff how many three points are you gonna go hit that's all you gotta do go to FanDuel right now so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com locked on that's fanduel.com locked on to learn more make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And I most certainly hope that if you went to FanDuel, like we encouraged you to do yesterday, yes. that you didn't bet on the Hawks. Really hope oh, so, gosh. because I don't want you losing money, especially on Valentine's Day, because then what are you going to use to pay for like Valentine's Day gifts? Well, you know, the Hawks did not give us a gift free Valentine's Day. They went up to Charlotte attempting to get a split of the season series that they so desperately needed against an Eastern Conference foe. And yeah. yet again, yet again, these bottom dwellers, cellar dwellers, got the best of the Hawks, 144 to 138, on the strength of 64% shooting from the field, which we know is an anomaly, and 23s made, which was the high for the Hornets. So don't get me wrong. Sometimes you do shoot lights out, but Jarvis... I mean, this is still the number 14 team, excuse me, number 15 team in the Eastern Conference, second worst record-wise in the entire NBA. Are you telling me that even with all of that going on, that you couldn't get one stop at a critical moment because they were letting you, Hawks, score at will? So all you really needed to do was get one critical stop down the stretch and you couldn't do it even with the new guy in place so let's start right there before we go into what the heck it made you feel like last night let's talk about Sadiq Bay because that is the first time we had an opportunity to see him in a Hawks uniform he got the start because of John Collins was of course out with an injury so what did you think about his first performance as a Hawk and was and should he have been a, a starter Ooh, that's now that's a really good question. I, I think that's the, the very important piece. I was yes. kind of shocked a little bit they mm -hmm. um Nate insert insert him into the starting lineup. It kind of mm -hmm. kind of tells you how he feels about Jalen Johnson. Well, we already knew how he feels about it. we are right. he, don't, he don't rock with Jalen Johnson. Let's just keep it keep it funky today. And and for him to kind of insert him into that that starting lineup uh off the rip like that, haven't even practiced with the team yet. Like, T, this is that says a lot about yeah. how he feels about the guys that potentially could step into that starting role. So right. uh, it's, it's just – but I think overall, I think he did a solid job for giving the situation, right, with 12 mm -hmm. points, 
you know, and mm-hmm. we only played like a little bit over 20, 20 minutes a game. Right. He had a block, you know, block. so mm-hmm. played solid defense. He had defense. like four, five rebounds. So, yeah. Yeah. So, solid. yeah. I, that's why. Not bad. You know, Um. so I think those are one of the things that, you know, I hope to see some progression going forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would really like to see him kind of be more so on that second team coming behind yeah. Dre when he sits down. Mm-hmm. I want to see what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, but but he did look pretty smooth shooting that three-pointer last night. And I think yeah. that, you know, that's what the main reason why he was brought in. Right. Yeah, I, I would agree. We knew that he was a bit of a sharpshooter who didn't mind defending on the wing, although we couldn't really see that in anybody last night. But I actually would have preferred A.J. Griffin in the starting lineup last night because you don't have to necessarily go one, two, three, four, five. Teams do it every night where they might throw three forwards out there or three guards. I mean, it happens. Yeah. So I would have been very... I would have preferred A.J. Griffin to be out there, quite honestly. Like you said, yeah. the the reality is we were never going to see Jalen Johnson get that start, sadly enough. But, yeah, not a bad start for, for Sadiq Bey at all. But regardless of what he did, that defense was overly underwhelming overall. So, Jarvis, what in the world happened? And why does this really just signal to us real talk? Does this really just signal to us that this team is going to remain for what these last uh, 26 games or so they're going to, or 24 games, they're going to remain a 500 team. And really we just need to relegate ourselves to expecting or maybe pursuing hosting a play-in game. Yeah, basically. um, Cause I am sick of this team. Um, I, I I am so sick of this team because the one thing that I hate is when it, when it comes to, you know, doing my job, I hate teams where I don't know what to expect coming yeah. into the game. That is the worst team type of team to watch, to cover, and a team that I grew up liking in, in the city of Atlanta. Like, that is the worst, the absolute worst. And you know what the Falcons do? Even though they've gone back-to-back seasons – at mm-hmm. seven and ten, right? But I know what to expect, right? I know yeah. the guys are going to give their all. They're going to yes. play hard. Yeah. And Arthur Smith is going to come up with a pretty solid game plan mm-hmm. each and every week to put his guys in position to make plays. Now it's yes. up to them whether they don't whether they make the plays. Mm-hmm. That's on them. But I, I think that I've come to at ease with watching that team and covering that team. But this Hawks team, T. They get on my nerves. Yeah. It even got to the point yeah. where the wife last night was she was like Jarvis. I'm about to turn this channel. I was like, Why are you about to turn the channel? Because I don't want to see here listen to you complain about this doggone game each and every night. I'm gonna send you downstairs. She almost relegated me to the basement. See, I can't even watch the Hawks in the living room anymore. No. I can't even spend no time and be with my wife, you know, and watch the doggone game. Yeah. Because I'm just losing my mind every time I watch it. So, yeah, I, I, I'm so sick of this team. I am sick of the Atlanta Hawks right now. Yeah. It's really, really difficult because it's one of those things where, on the one hand, they anger you. On the other hand, you just want to tap out because you're so tired of the roller coaster. And, right. again, what was frustrating for me was listening to the post-game interview from last night, Trey's post-game interview. And him basically saying that, hey, you know, we know that we could score on them. So it was just a matter of, hey, you know, getting the defense going and doing what we're supposed to do. Okay, newsflash. I could hit rewind and press play. (laughs) 
even not even just for the 28 losses, but half of those wins, that yeah. was the case. The yeah. Hawks just escaped yeah. in those games. Mm-hmm. And so that's a frustrating piece for me to the point where I'm like, okay, and I'm not targeting Trey with the question I am about to ask, but what he said made me think about this question, which is, okay, the Hawks are slowly but surely careening to the point in place where you have to ask the 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 seemingly hot take question that may not be hot take at this point, which is, all right, Landry Fields, are you moving closer to blowing this thing up? And maybe not like getting rid of, you know, the entire roster, but you really have to start thinking about this because at this point, Jarvis, there are no, here's the other thing you mentioned, the Falcons. The Falcons gave effort and shall we say overachieved more often than not. Yes. The Hawks are the polar opposite. How can you be so talented and not execute on a day-to-day basis and not expect Landry Fields to literally be thinking of a master plan to just get this thing gutted out? Because yeah, this last night, just no excuse. Just no excuse. It's like... You see how defeated you just sounded? Like that, I feel the same exact way. Like, it's, how could you not watch a team on a on, on a nightly basis and, and not feel this way? Because yeah. it's 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 super frustrating. And then when you talk about the whole Landry Fields piece, right? That's why yeah. Yeah. we said, hey, he couldn't he couldn't really make a big move at the trade no, deadline no, because can't he, this, he need to get all his thoughts and his mind mind right. and thoughts together and you his money like, and his assets. It's a big decision. He's gonna need a lot. <laughs> This is a huge decision. Like you're gonna be judged on this, my brother, yes. <laughs> or whether or what you do, because we got a, You got an owner that is itching and scratching to try to figure out what's going on to make put a good product out on the court and, and, and spend the necessary money or necessary funds needed to be able to do that. And hey, if you're trying to ask me to pay twenties, tens of millions of dollars extra just to do that. Right. Bro, I need some confirmation, my brother, yeah, that you are is. going to get it right. And right now, I don't think Landry Fields has that answer to you. No, I don't think so either. And who can blame him? I mean, who can blame him? Because it each day, each game, it changes as far as who the one person is or the two people are, or the three players are, who could have made a difference in the game. It's really a tough call. I mean, it really is. And here's the thing, Jarvis, and I know, of course, we'll do our preview tomorrow. But one of the first thoughts I had this morning is, and watch them go play lights out tomorrow against the Knicks. Like, I would not be surprised yep. if they blew mm-hmm. them out of the building. The same Knicks team that, of course, we know they're minus Kyrie and, and KD, but the same Knicks team that just blew out the Nets last night. It, it's it's the most mind-boggling thing ever, 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 ever. But if you're a fan of Lockdown Sports today, they're probably not just talking about the mind-boggling of the Atlanta Hawks because guess what? The Mavericks... It's a little shaky over there, too. They're, they're scratching their heads trying to figure out how this Kyrie and Luka thing is going to work out. So if you want to hear more about that, check out Locked on Sports Today. They give you all the biggest reactions. And who knows? We now know that uh, Jonathan Gannon, the OC for the Eagles, have moved on. The Colts have decided to hi- or has moved on. The Colts have decided to hire him as their head coach. The reaction there might be, wow, he was the losing OC. Interesting that they interviewed the winning OC, Eric Bieniemy, but he didn't get hired. Want to hear about it? Go to Lockdown Sports today. Could be their main topic. 
could be their main story to react to or could be their take of the day. So don't forget, after you come to ATL Day Ones, which we appreciate you guys for always stopping by and checking us out on YouTube and wherever you download your podcasts, make sure you also do the same for Locked On Sports today. Locked On Sports Atlanta family. ATL Day Ones at gmail.com. ATL Day Ones at gmail.com. Also, go to YouTube and hit that subscribe button if you haven't. If you're listening or watching us right now, why haven't you done so? Be a one in the number. We're on our way to 6,000. We're going to get there with you or without you. But T, this is For the Culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because it's just how we get down on the show. Today is no different. How about this, T? Now, you know, today is Valentine's Day. Right. And, you know, I thought it was something kind of interesting when you sent this story to me. Offset, Cardi B, they have their own meal at McDonald's. Yeah. And, you know, McDonald's is, is launched today. Now, it consists of a large fry. Um, you got a, a cheeseburger with barbecue sauce. That's Cardi's mm-hmm. meal. And right, offset, right. like the quarter pounder with the cheese, you know what I'm saying? With the high C. So, you know, you can get two drinks, large fry. And you know, a burger, a burger, and a you know, no, a, 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 a protein, so to speak, for, <laughs> for for a nice little price. They didn't say what the price was, but how about this, T? I gotta ask you this. That's mm-hmm. all cool and all, but are you accepting a McDonald's date on Valentine's Day? Okay, no, <laughs> no, just no. I'm not accepting that on any day of the year. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I didn't think that's the question you were gonna ask. Oh, Jarvis, we we we've been brother and sister. We've been rolling like brother and sister for so long. I thought you knew your girl better than that. However, however, I so love the concept. Let me just say that because it is hard out here. Like inflation is crazy right now. So if McDonald's is all that a brother has for a sister, or vice versa, if she wants to treat her man out, I still think it's sweet, and I still think it's the thought that counts. Now, I would like a a different thought, but I Mm -hmm. still think that it's the thought that counts. And listen, when I say that, now, if we pulled up to Olive Garden or Chili's or something like that, that's cool, too. Because for me, I'm way more invested. And this is real talk. I'm way more invested in what you're doing each and every day to make me feel like Valentine's Day or for me to make you feel like Valentine's Day. So, again, I just love what uh, Cardi B and Offset are doing. I think it's the coolest thing. And I just love the way they interact and also the way they just kind of love on the culture and the culture loves back on them. So again, don't know if I pull up to McDonald's today, but the idea, I rock with Cardi and Offset. I rock with them. Love them. Yeah, me too. Like they're kind of like the, you know, like the ratchet, like love yeah, story, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, yeah, like, a little ratchet. I'll say yeah. I some ratchet in him as well. And oh, yeah, it's kind of a beautiful thing, man. Right. Like, they're like they're equally yoked. Of, uh, there we go. Right. They're the second coming of like Peppa and Tretch. We haven't really <laughs> yeah. seen anybody, you know, a, a, a high end royalty, hip hop royalty uh, couple like them. So, yeah, I, I like it and I, I appreciate that they're showing that kind of love, saying, Hey, you don't have to go out and spend the big bucks in order to show somebody how you feel about them. Absolutely, absolutely. And we appreciate you guys for showing us love by making ATL Day was your first listen today. Why don't you go ahead and make Locked on Sports today your second listen of the day? Um, it's free and available wherever you download this podcast. So why don't you once you download us, go and download Locked on Sports today. Now, in honor of this is so fitting, T. How about this? It's Valentine's Day. So why don't you guys go out there and show love, share love. And most importantly, spread love.